Um, I want to speak to you tonight about uh, something that I, I had different messages inside of me and I, I want to save me hunger. I want us just to stay hungry for the Lord. Um, and you know, as, um, as I was traveling a bit this week and speaking at different places, etc., uh, etc., et uh, there's a posture of hunger that I believe the Lord wants from us. Amen. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse number 2 and 3 says this God makes us to hunger so that He wants to produce wonders. In other words, God wants to produce miracles, but it comes on the basis of our heart. Amen. And so uh, may it never be that we sing songs. May it always be that this remains an altar and not a stage. Come on, are you guys there? And so I want to speak about a, a topic uh, called the laws of the cold. And of course, tonight, um, what we uh, want to say very, very, very simple is that we want to get it out tonight, just very importantly, how important it is to be called in this time, to be called in this hour. Amen. Um, and not just to be called in this hour, but to understand the dimensions to what we are called to in this hour. Come on guys, are you there with me? Um, and I want us to make a demand on God tonight. Is that okay? I want us to make a demand upon the Lord, demand upon the supernatural. If you know that you can sit here tonight um, and God can, because of our response, because of the way we do things, because of the way we respond. Who of you know that God can do a miracle, God can do a sign, God can do a wonder, uh, wherever you are. And um, come on, let's just praise God. Just, I, I want us just to be hungry for the Lord. Is that okay? And uh, I just need to, just for a moment or so. And so, as we go into, go with me to the Scripture, uh, John chapter, no, Matthew chapter number 26 and verse number 47. Matthew chapter number 26 and verse number 47. Matthew chapter number 26 and verse number 47. It says the following. It says, While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, suddenly arrived, and a large mob with swords and clubs was with him uh, from the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayer had given them the sign, the one I kiss, he's the one arrest him. So he went right up to Jesus and said, greetings Rabbi, and he kissed him. And I want us to go a little bit further. In John chapter number 13, verse number 26, listen to this. And Jesus answered, it is the one to, I, to whom I give the morsel after I've dipped it. And he dipped the morsel of bread and he gave it to Judas, the son of, uh, son, son of Iscariot. Please underline, underline that word Iscariot. Maybe you've never noticed that uh, too heavily in your Bible. Um, but by the way, Judas was the only one of the disciples that were not from Galilee. Interesting. The only disciple that were not from Galilee. And so many believe, many believe that uh, one of the reasons why uh, Judas could be the betrayer is because he carried offense hidden in his heart. Come on, are you guys okay? Let's just go to verse number 27. And verse number 27, And when Judas had taken the morsel uh, of the morsel of bread, Satan entered him, and Jesus said to Judas, What you're about to do, do quickly. And what I want to speak to you tonight about is the laws of the cold. And I want to speak specifically about a law of how we can be close to God, yet not permit the Lord to completely transform our lives. Come on, are you guys with me? Because the question has to come up in our life or in our own hearts is this. How can a man be in Jesus' inner circle? He's part of the 12, 
Yet he has the potential to betray the Lord. Come on, is, are, you, are you with me? Well, let me rather ask, ask this. How is it that a heart can be so deceitful that you can be in a perfect environment like heaven and yet deceit can be found in your heart? Come on, are you guys with me? Because God did nothing wrong for one third of the angels to leave Him. Come on guys, are you, are you there? Um, and as I was looking into this, the Lord started to speak to me about something that I believe we can address in on Father's Day more than any other day. Because the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. And it comes with a promise. It says that when we honor our father and our mother, the Bible says your days will be lengthened. Come on, are you, are you there? So the question and the, the principles I want to speak to you tonight about or the laws of the cold is this, is that there has to be a new form of honor that has to come into our own hearts, into our own lives, if we want to access the fullness of what the kingdom has for us. Come on guys, are you with me? I believe that God has not called us to be just part of the church. God has called the church to be part of the kingdom. Come on guys, is there anybody here that say amen to that? Come on. Uh, I want us just to just respond a bit. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the worst things is, is when a heart is not hungry for God. When a heart is not hungry or even, uh, let me say it like this, as I was standing there and I was, we were worshiping, the Lord said to me, sometimes what happens to people, and I believe there's people here like that tonight, you're so close to your situation, you miss the miracle worker. And as I was standing there, the Lord said to me, the blind man, listen to me, the blind man, Jesus needed to lead the blind man away from the people. And he healed, him, he healed the man outside of the circle. Are you there? It's away from the doubters. Away from people. I tell you, God can do anything. Um, Luke chapter 4, verse number 22. Listen what Jesus, what the Bible says. I just want to get the word in you because the word works. Save me, the word works. Luke 40, uh, 4, verse number 22. All spoke well of him and were amazed at his gracious words that came from his lips. And then they said this word, Is this not Joseph's son? They ask. And again, all the principles I'm giving to you, the scriptures that I've quoted up to now, um, need to lead us in a direction. And the direction that it's leading us from is, or into is this. It is, there is a possibility that you can be in the church, yet you never access or enter the kingdom. Because you can be in Jesus' circle, and yet you have the potential to be a betrayer. What amazes me is the heart of grace of Jesus to know that that potential is in Judas, yet He doesn't remove Him before the appointed time. Come on, are you guys with me? He offers Him a bread. He says, take the morsel. It is like, uh, what is interesting for me here, it's like the bread of life offering the morsel of bread. In other words, it's almost like Jesus is offering Him a last chance to choose. And He chooses the enemy's voice to enter Him and then the Bible says Satan takes over. But what I, what I looked at in the Scripture, and it's something that I believe is very important for us to understand, is the law of honor and access. Come on, are you there? God is a, is, God believes He's not only God, but God acts like God. Come on, are you there? In, Mal in Malachi chapter number 1, verse number 6 to 7, God says this, He says, If I am God, where is my honor? Come on, are you guys with me? And so on this Father's Day, I want us to understand that God does not have a desire to be a part of your life, 
God has a desire to be your life. Let me say that again. God does not want to be a part of your life. God wants to be your life. He doesn't want to be a part. He doesn't want to access this part or that part. He wants to control all things. Um, let me say it like, like, like this. When Jesus was sent into the world, He was not a donation. Okay, it's getting quiet. It's, it's already quiet, but I'm going to teach you, I'll preach you out of that vibe. I want you to understand that when Jesus was given, it wasn't a donation of heaven. It was purchasing power. God was sending the Son to purchase the earth back. To take it literally back and to give it back to the sons of men. Are you guys with me? So Jesus was never given as a donation. He was sent as a son. He was purchasing power. So when that first drop of blood fell, that was the, the purchase started to happen between heaven and earth. And what I want us to understand, Jesus was God's seed. Jesus was a connecting point between heaven and earth. Come on guys, are you with me? The supernatural happened when Jesus started to, or when Jesus was sown onto the earth, the supernatural life became possible for us. Because in the Old Testament, the Spirit of the Lord came upon. New Testament, the Spirit of the Lord is within. Come on guys, uh, are we there? What we, what we need to challenge one another on is simply this, is that um, we have to understand if Jesus Christ was sown as a seed, then we have to understand that He is a connecting point between heaven and earth. Come on, are you there? If, if heaven and earth is now connected and you and I are sons and daughters of the Most High God, then we have to provoke the supernatural until we see it. And if we don't see it, it is a greater call to intimacy so that we can see more. Come on guys, are, are, you, are you with me? Are you there? So the call that the Lord makes for all of us is a call to greater intimacy. But out of a, a greater intimacy must come a greater multiplication or a representation of who God is. Come on guys, are you there? In other words, whenever Jesus did certain signs, certain wonders, certain miracles, it was a, it was a call to greater intimacy. Out of a call of greater intimacy came greater fruit. But Jesus didn't disciple everybody on the same level. What He did do, He discipled a few on a, on a certain level and then He took one or two further along with Him. Come on, are you there? It's always a circle of the three, always a circle of the one, always a circle of the twelve and always a circle of the seventy-two. And as I looked at this, the Lord started to speak to me and, I, and all that I'm, everything that I'm saying now is I'm just prepping your spirits I want you to understand something about seed. Save me seed power. Because tonight, what I, what I want to achieve tonight is that you understand that your heart grabs hold of the first law that there should be in your life. And it's a law of honor that gives you access. If we have the law of honor in our lives, and I found it very good to speak about it tonight, because, and it's appropriate because if we want to see the Lord in the land of the living, we have to be people of honor. There's a law of honor that we as the body of Christ have to continuously step into. In other words, we have to honor the Word, honor the Spirit. All these things are laws in the Spirit, how we can access the supernatural. Are you guys there? And as I was looking at this, the Lord said this to me. He said, when you, when you put a seed in the ground, please listen to me. When you, when you put a seed in the ground, you have lost the ownership of the seed. Can I say that again? When you put the seed in the ground, you have lost the ownership of the seed. Because as soon as the seed hits the ground, the seed starts to speak to the ground who the seed is. 
The ground never talks to the seed, the seed speaks to the ground. <coughs> oh, that horse went the wrong way. Um, the, the seed does, as again I say, the seed speaks to the ground, the ground never speaks to the seed. Are you everybody with me? In other words, when God the Father sowed Jesus Christ as a son, what we have to understand, okay guys, when, what, what we have to understand, what we have to understand is that when God sowed the son, they couldn't come up slaves. When the son was sown, sons needed to come forth. Because the DNA of the seed produces after its kind. Come on, are you there? So if the seed was not supernatural, you and I cannot challenge the life we live for the supernatural. But if the seed was supernatural, you and I have to challenge everything that is around us into the supernatural. Come on guys, are you there? The other day somebody said this to me, said, I don't know why you guys talk about the supernatural so much. I said, listen, what Bible are you reading? Because everything in the Bible is supernatural. God literally opens up the Red Sea, that's supernatural. He takes a man in prison, lets him lead a whole a, a system. That's supernatural. Come on, are you there? He feeds them by manna by day. That's supernatural. Quail or quail by day, manna um, or quail by night, manna by day. That's supernatural. He protects them with a cloud by day. That's supernatural. He is the fourth man in the fire. That's supernatural. He shows up in the lions then. That's supernatural. His birth is supernatural. So I said, if we don't preach the gospel that is supernatural or the gospel of out power, then it's not good news. But if we preach the gospel of power, we have to say it's good news because it can change all things. Come on guys, are you, are you there? And as I was looking at this, I want to teach you a principle here tonight. And again, everything I've said, um, everything I've said up to now is, um, everything I've said up to now is, is important that, that you can hear. Um, and save me, save me. There's two principles I want to teach you tonight, and then I, then I want to, then I want to activate two principles or two things I want to teach you to, and then I want to activate. Save me the scarification of the seed. <laughs> I know that's a big word for a Sunday night. Save me scarification. Okay, it's a big word. I know. Right, just write it down. Uh, scarification or take notes. I want to teach you also a principle in church. When you come to church, don't come to be entertained. Come to learn to apply. Come on, guys. Uh, are you there? Are you with me? Um, guys, I, I'm seeing you on the monitor. People are talking back to us, saying that the keys are overriding my voice. So please just check it. Um, save me again. When you, again, I say, when you come to church, come to learn to apply. Don't come to just sit. Are you there? Uh, a man, let me say it like this. Your posture can give you the breakthrough. Because Martha comes to the Lord with an upright posture. Jesus just tells her the word. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. Mary comes to Jesus, same situation, but she bows down. The word Mary is the word rebellion, by the way. And when rebellion bows down, Jesus says to her, where's Lazarus? Your posture is everything. If you, look at the, uh, if you look at the blind man, the blind man is sitting next to the road and as he, as he sits next to the road, uh, the Bible says that the crowd says to him, be silent. He says, son of David, have mercy on me. And then the crowd wants to silence him again. And again, he shouts louder than the crowd, son of David, have mercy on me. His posture or his heart to attract Jesus makes the Lord stop. 
Come on, are you there? Your hunger can provoke Jesus to stop for you. Let me use it, let me use another example before I teach you principles here because we have to understand these things. Jesus is walking through a crowd, yet a lady pulls the, pulls the divine out of him or she pulls the supernatural through him. Come on, are you there? It's always very interesting. The hungry people, they, they get the breakthrough. They get the sign. They, and, and it's not always that case, but the point is there's something in our hearts that have to honor the Lord and stay hungry for the Lord and stay thirsty for the Lord and stay thirsty for what He can do and what He says He can do. Come on, are you there? As I preach this morning, I want to say again tonight, if we are not, we are not sons and daughters of God because we are good. We are sons and daughters because He is good and He voted us in, into the family. So now we are in the family and because we are in the family, we are of the family. And because we are of the family, we can claim what He has said we can claim. Come on, are you there? But the danger is this. Um, the danger is this. If we don't apply the law of honor, this is the danger. The, the danger is you can live next to Elijah, you can live next to Elisha, and you can go and you can be sick and you can die and you can be poor because God locks things up in people. And unless we understand that God has placed value in people, we will not access it because we don't understand honor. Honor is something that you value in a person in you or around you. In other words, God has made the body of Christ, correct? And when God has made the body of Christ, each one in the body has a specific assignment, grace and purpose assigned to it. Come on guys, are you there? In other words, the, the knee can't say to the foot, listen foot, I don't need you. No, the knee needs the foot. The problem is if the foot wants to be the knee. Or the eye wants to be the nose. No, you're an eye. Be an eye. No, but I'm not an eye. I want to be an ear. No, you're an eye. Be an eye. No, I want to be a mouth. No, you're not. You're an eye. Be an eye. Are you guys with me? I know it sounds silly what I'm saying, but it, it makes a lot of sense if we understand that one of the greatest frustrations in people's lives is because they want to step into other people's graces where they should stick to their own. Come on, guys. Are you there? But the, the point is this, what you cannot honor in somebody else, you cannot attract. Can I say that again? What you cannot honor in somebody else, you cannot attract. But you can access it by the laws of impartation and the laws of honoring. Let me go to scarification. Save me scarification. Scarification of a seed is this. Uh, a seed has got uh, an inside, an outside, and then an outer shell, right? And the, the scarification of a seed is this, is when the outer shell or the outer side of the seed gets broken and it gets, it gets shaved, it gets uh, actually wounded, uh, it gets broken because the farmer wants the seed to excel in that that it produces. In other words, when the, when the seed of scarification is sown, what happens is the farmer literally breaks the seeds outside or he hurts the outside because that what is on the inside needs to give birth quicker. Come on guys, are you with me? The word scarification applied to Jesus is the Father took the Son, He broke the Son on the cross, He scarified the Son, He scarified His seed so that His seed can produce a harvest of sons quickly. Come on, are you guys okay? And you can say to me, oh, but Gibbard, I don't understand. Listen, you're going to understand just now. If we don't understand that 
the principle and the power of seed, what will happen in our lives, we will live a life lesser than the potential that God has for us. Because we don't live a life of honor. Come on guys, are you okay? I want us to go to another scripture. In 2 Kings chapter number 3, verse number 27, I want to read for you a portion of scripture. Because if we, if we get this, um, save me again, the, save me the scarification of a seed, now, I want you to see something here. In 2 Kings chapter number 3, verse number 27, the Bible says this, Then he took his eldest son uh, that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own land. I want to read again and then I'll explain. In 2 Kings chapter 3, verse number 27, the Bible says, Then he took his eldest son uh, that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel, and they departed from him and returned to their own land. So in 2 Kings chapter 3, verse number 27, what, what is happening is this. God gave a word over his people Israel, and he said to Israel, Listen, you guys can go to battle, you can go to war, and as you go to battle, as you go to war, um, you will be victorious. And then the king of the Moabite or the Moabite king, he's seeing that Israel is starting to be victorious. So what he does, he does something, and this is the second principle I want to teach you. He does something and he takes his soaked seed and he offers it up to his gods. And you can say now, okay, Gebhard, what is a soaked seed? Please listen to me. A soaked seed is something that you have prepared, something that you have destined, something that you have ranked as first, something that has cost you sweat, something that has cost you a price tag, something that you have spent a lot of time with. In the case of this king, what happened was, this king prepared his own son. His son was trained in political war. His son was trained in political laws. His son was trained in everything that his country could possess and everything about the country. So when the armies of Israel were starting to win against the Moabites, what this king did, he took his son, his only son, or the heir to the throne, and he offered him up. And what happened, God switched sides. He starts to fight against his own people on behalf of the Moabites. Come on guys, are you with me? And you can ask the question, why will God switch sides if he's said something? And here's the answer. The people of God got out-honored. And because the people of God get out-honored, God switches sides. In other words, this king offers something up of such a high price, such a high value. And what he does, he accesses a law in the spirit and God switches his side. And he starts to fight against his own people. Come on guys, are you, are you with me? We have to understand if, like we just sang the, that song a little bit earlier, if God is who He says He is and He's the covenant keeping God, then it means that the covenant or the source of the covenant is the supply of the covenant. In other words, the one that gives the covenant is responsible for the covenant. Are you guys with me? Like for example, let me use Abram just as an example in terms of covenant. We sang Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh. But do we understand that there is a premise to that covenant? He's not just Jehovah Jireh because 
uh, and it's not just the Lord my provider because I, I say it. No, there is principles attached to that covenant. Come on, guys, are you, are you with me? So, for example, if you look at Jehovah, um, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider, there is a covenant, there's laws to that. And if you ask me, what is the laws to that? We have to look to Abraham. Uh, in Abraham's life, we see God saying to Abraham, Abraham, give me your son, your only son, the one you love. And then the Bible, and it's interesting, I've said it before, I'll say it just again. It's interesting that God wants Abraham's son because, and He says your only son because God does have, a, Abraham has got another son, Ishmael is already on the scene. But God says, I don't want Ishmael, I want the one you love. You love Isaac, I want him. And then the Bible says that Abraham needs to offer up Isaac. And it's only at the point of offering up Isaac that God stops him. Come on, are you there? In other words, the Lord makes, it go, makes, Isaac, makes Abraham go all the way up to the place that he's actually lifting the knife. And as he's busy lifting the knife, the, knife, the Lord stops him. I always say it like this, if you keep on listening, and if you don't, let me rather reword myself, if you don't keep on listening, you can kill a promise based on a past revelation. Because God speaks again. He says, whoa, I don't need your son. Because what happened there? Please listen to me. I'm teaching you principles here tonight because I want to activate certain things. Abraham offered up his son and he started to out-honor the Lord. And therefore God needed to stop him. Say, no, I don't want your son. I'll provide my own. Here's a ram. The lamb is coming. Come on, guys. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm busy saying to you? Then the Bible says, your Bible says that in Genesis chapter number 22, then the Bible says, the Lord speaks again and He says, Now I know you fear me because you have not withhold your son, your only son Isaac from me. Are you there? Come on, I want you to see, see certain things here. He says, first and foremost, He says, He says, give me your son, your only son, the one you love. Right? Then what happens is uh, Abram has to give Isaac on the premise of obedience, because he's obedient. Come on, everybody okay? And as he is busy being obedient to the Lord, the Lord stops and says, I don't want your son, I'll provide my own. And then the Lord makes a statement. He says, now I know you fear me because you have not withhold your son, your only son. Now listen to me. Fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. So now we see three laws in play here. The first law in play, very simply, please listen to me. The first law in play is the law of love. What do you love first? Because what you love first is what you fear. Second law. What you fear, you will have wisdom of. Third law. Understand the laws of God. So everything is produced by I love the Lord, therefore I fear the Lord, therefore I'm a recipient of the wisdom of the Lord. Come on, guys. Are you okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have to understand God has got certain laws by which He operates. Then when the Lord provides the ram, then Abraham says, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. But what has switched? The heart has switched. Come on, are you there? Abraham went from a... From a from a man that had no covenant of God to a man with covenant of God. And where did the cutting happen? It was a cutting of the heart. That's why our Bible says, 
that it is not the circumcision of the flesh, it is a circumcision of the heart. Oh, come on guys, are, are you there? So often that that we are trusting God for is on the other side of us understanding its covenant. Come on, if He made a promise to us, if I'm, let me use an example, if I make a promise to somebody who's responsible, the one that has promised, come on, are you there? Does it make sense? And so if we, if we look at this, I, I want us just to see one or two things here. And um, because it's important for me that we can catch this, um, I, want to, I want to name the following seeds for you that you can understand it. A seed, of, uh, a seed of honor produces access. Come on, a seed of honor produces access. If you never honor, you cannot access honor. A seed of honor produces access. Okay? A seed of tithing opens up the heavens. Right? A seed of prayer brings revival and breakthrough. A seed of the baptism of the Holy Spirit brings forth the supernatural. Come on, are you okay? Let me read it again. I want you to catch it. The seed of honor gives you access. The seed of the tithe opens up the heavens. The seed of prayer brings the breakthrough and revival. Because the Bible says, let him pray. Then the seed of the baptism of the Holy Spirit brings forth the supernatural. What I want us to catch tonight is this, is that everything in heaven and on earth works on the principle of seed. Come on guys, they're there. Seed to the sower, bread to the eater. Let me go a little bit deeper with this. Are you, are you guys catching what I'm saying tonight? I want, us to, I want us to access these things because again, I asked a question and I want to go back to it. I want to ask the question, how is it possible that a man can be in the midst of Jesus' Jesus's inner circle three years and yet he becomes a betrayer? How is this possible? How is it possible that you have the audacity, you have seen the supernatural? Come on, think of me guys. You have seen the supernatural. What's even worse is you've been a partaker of the supernatural. Because Judas functioned in, in signs, wonders and miracles just like Peter, just like James, just like John. And yet his heart shifts to such a place that he's not afraid to betray the Lord. Come on guys, are, are you okay? It means that we have to watch our hearts very, very carefully in a time such as this so that we can honor that what the that the Lord wants us to honor so we can access that what is available to us. Come on, so one of the laws of the people that are called by God is a law of honor. Because the Bible says in Philippians chapter 1, verse number 6, the work that the Lord has started in your life, the Lord has to finish in your life. But then the Bible says this, it is the Lord that starts the work and it's the Lord that finishes the work. So we can then ask the question, but what is my part? My part is obedience to the Lord. Come on guys, are, are, you, are you well? I don't even want to go into predestination. That's a whole other topic. The, the point is what I want you to understand is this. I want to go back to the scripture because I want you to see this. Because we have to be a different type of people. Even tonight, I'll provoke this in the spirit the whole time. Because if we cannot become a people of honor, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm telling you, we will, we, will, we will be happy with certain things that we have got no part to play with. We'll be satisfied with a certain dimension because we think it's okay. 
And I'm telling you that there is there's things in the spirit that will only be accessed by the law of honoring and understanding how God operates. God is God and He operates like that. God is King, He operates like that. He's, it's not to be negotiated. Come on, are you there? I understand we love the Lord of all of our hearts. Um, I understand God is graceful. I understand God is merciful, yet He is God. And so we have to act appropriately in this hour and this time because if we love Him, we have to fear Him. To fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Come on guys, are you there? And on this Father's Day, uh, even more so, listen to, I want to read for you again, Luke 4, 22. All spoke well of Him and were amazed at His gracious words that came from His lips. But then they asked this question, isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. I want to, I want to explain to you what happens here. Jesus is the Word, right? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. So Jesus is the Logos. I want you to know something. Your relationship with the Word is your relationship with Jesus. Oh no, it's going quiet here. Let me say it like this. My relationship with the Word is my relationship with Jesus. So if my Bible stays on the side, then I cannot live the victorious life. You can say you are a follower. You can quote Scripture for us, but unless you live it, how do we know? And so... Jesus is the Word. He's standing in front of a, of a synagogue of about 120 people. And it's, he's, he's actually quoting Himself. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord has anointed me. He, he's, he's, quote, he's quoting Himself. Because he, he literally opens up the scroll. The scroll gets handed to Him. How amazing. The scroll gets handed to Him. And as the scroll gets handed to Him, He quotes Himself. He says, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. And he quotes the whole scripture. And then the Bible says that his words gets filled with great, it becomes gracious words. In other words, what he's busy reading, the Spirit of the Lord takes hold of and he makes it life. In other words, Jesus says, please listen to me. The Bible says, my words are spirit and they are life. Words without the Spirit. Please let me help everybody here. How do you know if a word is from God or not from God? Very simple. One causes life, one causes condemnation. The Word full of the Spirit brings forth life. Words born from man brings forth confusion, accusation, and condemnation. If it's God, it will bring forth a freeing power. Come on guys, are you there? Let me, let me take you just, just, just there for a sec. God understands exactly how to speak to us. You understand how to speak to yourself. Let me use an example. Have you noticed when a baby is born, um, when, you, uh, when a baby is born, have you noticed none of you speak to that baby in a King James Version? All of you go like, you, you make faces and you speak weird, right? I don't want to try to do it now. I'm on camera, but you, you, understand, you understand what I'm saying? And the reason why we do it is because we go to the level of the baby. But then if that kid becomes 40 and you still do it that way, something is wrong. Come on, are you, are you with me? The point is many Christians grow up, but they never change the method of how they work with the Lord. And you have to understand God believes in you. 
And that's why He will shift paradigms with you. And let me use another example. I just want this thing to fall into your heart because if you can understand it, we can activate it. If, there's a, if I'm a father and there's a baby here, my responsibility at first is to take the baby's hand and to walk with the baby, right? Because I'm the stability. Then when that child becomes one and they're trying to walk, then I'll step two steps f- back and I'll say, come here, right? Because I'm putting faith in their ability to walk. Okay? When that child becomes two years old, suddenly the narrative changes and I stand at the bottom of the tree and I say, jump. Why? I have faith that the child has got faith in my goodness. But please listen to me. Now, if that, if that child is 40 and I'm still there, no, that's, that's a wrong picture. Are you there? Why am I saying to you all that I'm saying to you? Because there's a lot of people that are old in church, but they stuck with the same problems. They don't grow out of it. Why? Because they've never changed their hearts. Come on, guys. Give Jesus some praise. Don't be so... I know it's Father's Day and you ate steak or whatever you had. But the, the point is, and this is what the Lord said to me. He said to me, if my people can understand the principle of honoring, if they can understand this law, everything can shift in their lives. I promise you, if you understand the, the principle of honoring, God can excel your life. Come on. But we have to start somewhere. Are you, are you there? Like the other day, um, I won't say to you exactly what happened, but like the other day, I, I was, um, I'll, t- I'll tell you it anyway. We, can, we cannot wait, listen to me. We cannot wait for perfect conditions before we love people well. Hello, can I just say that again? We cannot wait for perfect conditions to love people well. No, when you look at God, God is extravagant. He's an extravagant God. He, he takes five loaves and two fishes. He feeds 5,000, but He doesn't waste a morsel. Why? He is Al Shaddai. He'll provide more than what you need, but He won't let you waste. Come on, are you there? That's a principle all by itself. But, but you don't need to wait to live your life. And so the other day, uh, I'll tell you the story. The other day, um, Shannon, uh, it was the 5th of June. Um, she, it was her birthday. And I know, I know her, so she's, she's kind, she's soft. She, you know, she won't say stuff. I'm the one that will say stuff. Um, but, but she won't say ne- necessary things. And, and somebody brought her a gift. And they were like, oh, but we're honoring you. I checked that thing out like that. I was like, that's not honor. I said, uh, is that gift for you? And the, 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 the individual was taken aback. I said, listen, I find that offensive. They're like, oh, but I've got a good heart. I said, I can't care. It's my wife we're talking about. This is the senior pastor's wife. God bring her this. What's wrong of you? And you can say, ah, oh, but that's wrong. No, when the king landed upon the earth, men looked for him to bring him mirror, gold, frankincense. 
Come on guys, are you there? Now I use that hyperbole to, to, to stretch a point here. I wonder how familiar we become with people close to us. And we treat them lightly when we need to esteem them highly. Come on guys, are, are you with me? The, I've, I've seen, and, and I know I might offend one or two, but it's okay. We'd rather offend you right than offend you wrongly. And I don't mean to offend. What I, what I do mean to do is to, um, to make you understand that the way you treat people is God watches you. And we cannot say when it comes to things that we are looking for in our own lives, we are not going to do it. And it's okay because we, we, it's just we've always been this way. No, we have to change and we have to become more like Jesus. Come on, guys. Are you, are you with me? Jesus was such an extravagant person. And I find the story again fascinating. He was, so, he was so extravagant that he tells Peter to go and fish to pay for his taxes and, and Peter's. And what's extravagant for me is Peter actually goes and does it. Are you there? He, he's not even, he's not thinking, just think about that for a moment. He doesn't even say, Lord, this is not possible. He says, okay, let's go and do it. Come on, guys, are you with me? In this hour that we are in right now, we have to honor, what, the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is that we are living in a time and a moment right now. We have to honor the Word. If we're not honoring the Word now, I'm telling you, we're going down a slippery slope. Because it is the Word that produces life. Come on, 10 years ago, nobody was, uh, we didn't have this confusion about this and that. No, it was the Word. We honored the Word. We had a reverence for the Word. I'll never forget, uh, we were at a, at a holiday place in the, uh, in, in, the, in the Cape. And there was two guys that we were on holiday. And two guys walked. And as they walked, they, they were cursing like not very nicely. Uh, and as they were doing that, as they were coming past the church, suddenly they kept quiet. They walked past and as soon as they were past the church, they started to rip again. We are living in a time and an hour, I'm telling you, we have to bring back the fear of God. Oh, come on. And the fear of the Lord, that's the point I'm trying to make here. The fear of the Lord starts with our hearts being with the Lord. The fear of the Lord starts to love the Lord first. Come on, are you, are you there? I'll never forget it. I'll, I'll say it because uh, the man is now to be of the Lord. Um, I, I'll never forget it. I, I, there was a time in my life that I, I saved up for something for someone because I wanted to honor them appropriately. <laughs> As I gave it to the person, the person said to me, it's the wrong color. Are you there? The point is, is, is simply, if we really want to access something, we have to understand the principle of honoring. Come on, guys. The, I, I was thinking about it th this last night. The Lord said it to me um, Friday night. He said this to me. He said, the dangerous thing is a hungry father and a hungry son placed together. He said, a hungry father, hungry son. He said, come, son, I'll show you something. The Lord says, look at Jacob. Jacob is hungry, but so is Esau. Uh, ach, yeah, it's Jacob. Jacob. Jacob is hungry, but so is the son. And the problem is you can, you can give away your inheritance when you're hungry. Come on, are you there? Because the Bible says Esau sought back his inheritance with many tears. But God says you treated this thing lightly, so I can't give it back to you. 
Come on, are you there? What am I saying to you? Again, I'm saying to you, I'm speaking to you about the laws of honor, the principles of honor. We have to be a people that we have to out-honor the world. Why did I quote uh, the book of Kings for you tonight? Because it is an example. Please listen to me. For me, it is an example. When I read it again, the Lord spoke to my heart. The Lord said to me, this is an example of the world right now. We, God's people, cannot be out-honored by the world. Come on, guys. Are you there? If we are of a different spirit, we have to act differently. We have to talk differently. The way we do stuff needs to be different. Come on. Are you, are you there? We have to be a different people. We have to out-honor the world. The, the problem is, is this, is many times in this hour and in this season that we are finding ourselves in, we are looking too much at the world. And then the world is starting to lead the agenda. No, it should be the other way around. The world should look at us and say, what are they going to do? Come on, guys, are you with me? Where are they going to worship? Where are they going to meet? Where are they going to take over? Now the question is, what is the world busy doing? I want to flip the narrative and say, no, let it be us that is alive, us that is on fire for God, us that is in love of the Lord. It has the start of us. Come on, guys, are you there? So what am I talking about? The, one of the, uh, and I'll quantify it into, into some just simple thoughts tonight. I've got one or two thoughts and then I'm going to activate you. It is simply this. Unless we apply the law of honor, we cannot connect heaven and earth. Because God gave Jesus. And if you want the Lord, you have to honor Him. Come on, are you there? Secondly, we have to understand that God gave Jesus because He didn't want to produce slaves. He wanted to produce sons. And because we are sons and daughters of God, you and I cannot be satisfied with a life less than sonship. Come on, guys. Are you, are you, are you good? Are you there? And lastly, maybe I can say it like this. Now that we have seen heaven and earth reconnected again, there is no limitations. Oh, I don't know if you believe that. If heaven and earth is reconnected, not that it was disconnected, you understand what I'm saying. But if God has got ambassadors on the earth that are seated with Christ in heavenly places, then it means no, there's no limitations. It means all things are possible. It means that we can believe and we can trust and we can see. Come on guys, are you there? And when I looked at this, this is, this is my two thoughts I want to leave with you tonight. My thought tonight is this, what is your soak seed? In other words, what have you prepared in your own life that is dear to you that, that, you're, that, you are, that, you are, that you're at that place where you have a soak seed to the Lord? Because the soak seed, if you, if you study it, it has instantaneous results. Again, the Moabite king understands that he offers his own son. God switches sides like immediate. God had his own soaked seed. That was Jesus. When he offered up Jesus, it was instant results. You and I came forth. Come on, are you, are you with me? Secondly, I realized that many of the scarification we go through is not there to hurt us, but there to produce fruit in us. Come on, guys, are you there? 
Because there's two options for you, and I'll, I'll close with these thoughts. There's two options for you. You can be pruned or plucked. Let's say it again. We can be pruned or plucked, but not both. So God will prune us or God will pluck us. If we listen, He prunes. If we don't listen, He plucks. Both is there to bear fruit. Come on, are you, are you with me? Uh, the plucking part is not the nice part because by the time you get plucked, it means you have not listened. The pruning is there to shape Christ in us. Come on, guys. Are, are you, are you good? Okay. And so as, as we understand this tonight, what I want us to, to get forth in our hearts and to our spirits is this, is that I believe the Lord is calling forth a new dimension of Christians. And what I mean by that is this, is that there's a new hunger, there's a new thirst that needs to come in our lives. And this new hunger and this new thirst in us will produce a new type of response from the Lord. I believe fully, and I'll close with these thoughts in your hearts, um, and I, I want us to understand this. I believe fully, before we're going to see the Lord, we have to see an outpouring of God's Spirit. In other words, there has to be an outpouring in this hour and in this time that we have never seen before. But it cannot happen in the same places of yesterday. We have to change the way we do things so that we can change the way we see things. Oh, come on, just give Jesus some praise here tonight. So it is an extravagant worship that He wants. It is an extravagant giving that He wants. That's why I said to you, you cannot wait for a certain level before you believe at a certain level. Come on, are you there? We can trust God at a certain level, even though we don't see at a certain level yet. But we can trust the Lord with all of our hearts. I'll say, it, like I said it this morning, God does not disappoint. Or, I don't know if we believe what I say. God does not disappoint us. He doesn't. He just does things different than what we sometimes expect Him to operate on. Come on, guys, are, are you well? And so let me leave you there. I'm, I, I want to keep on pushing, but I, I want us just to understand this, is that honor gives you access. And what you want to do in your life, you want to live a life of honor so that access is a possibility. Are you there? Um, let me leave you with a, a last thought. Uh, we were in a, in a, certain, in a certain circle. We were, I was to a certain place and uh, we had a certain meeting and because we applied the laws of honor we got right next to the um, the leader of that meeting and the people that were with that leader for a long time they're like how in the heavens are these guys getting so close and so quickly simple law of honor so we're activating something in the spirit of the Lord time we come closer 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 people have been moved years you see this is the problem you can grow up with people but never become familiar with people. See what I'm saying to you. That's why I believe this month that we are challenging people in discipleship, it is so important because we have to challenge people out of their comfort zones. And so I understand you've been doing that the same way for 30, 40 years. For example, do you know how heavy I fought in this church to get the, the, the flowers from the stage? It's true. Come on, guys. So it's not a, a true story. When I took over this church, when I took when we took over this church many years ago, um, my mom fought me hand and teeth with the flowers. 
So like, no, you don't touch the flowers. Flowers are godly. I'm like, no, flowers must go. Lights must come. Come on, are you there? Why am I saying what I'm saying to you? We can't get stuck in our old ways. Uh, I said it last night too. Uh, I was having a discussion with another leader. I, I said to him this, I said, if we don't shape up, we, have the, we can have the danger of keeping on to our old wineskin. And God has moved on. He's changed the way He does things. Come on, are you, are you there? Oh, I don't know if I can take His places tonight. Uh, our faith levels need to rise. But I tell you the truth again. A soaked seed, a scarified seed, God will not ignore. If that seed has cost us something, God will not ignore it. If, you, if we have a soaked seed, we've prepared it for something, I tell you, God will not ignore it. God will not ignore it. But there's something inside of us that must say, we love the Lord first. We honor the Lord first. And because we love the Lord first, then the covenant gets activated. What I've learned from the Lord is this, and as I see the people online, um, as I've learned from the Lord is this, it's not to try harder, but it's to surrender more. Let me say that again. The closer I'm getting to the Lord, I'm realizing it's not me doing more. It's me doing more because I surrender more. Come on guys, are you there? In the past, I would have said, oh, but I need to do more to have more. No, you surrender more to get more of God. So less of me, more of Him, more of heaven gets activated. Come on, are you there? And the quicker you find out that recipe for yourself, the easier it will be for you. Because we don't need to impress a king that is impressed. I'll say it again. We don't need to impress this king that is impressed. But what we have to do, we have to apply his laws. And one of the laws I wanted to embed in our hearts tonight is the law of honor. I'll never forget it. I cringed when people did this to my dad. That's now with the Lord that we're going to see soon. Um, I cringed when they did this. It, uh, I cringe when people would, <laughs> when people will, will be as familiar to say, ah, oh, but just, just call him like on his name. I would be like, ah, oh, I'm his son and I don't even do it. Because I might not agree with everything. Uh, it's like this. Can I tell you quickly a story? During, during this week, um, and most likely you'll be watching, so you'll know it's okay. Um, I, had a, I had a spiritual son phoning me about or messaging me about a certain thing. And as he was messaging about me about certain thing, he, and I said to him, listen. And suddenly as I was reading it, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And the Spirit of the Lord said this to me. He said, tell him he is on the danger of murmuring and I don't like it. And I've never, never corrected, well, I've never spoken to him so straight. I said, listen, I understand that your, your, your leader might be wrong, but you are more wrong because you're murmuring. And the last time that happened, that lady that spoke against Moses, she left with leprosy. Are you there? And so I challenged him on the fear of the Lord. I said, have the fear of God in your life. Come on, guys, are you, are you there? All the things that I've said up to you tonight is simply this, and I'll, I'll leave you with one scripture, and then I want us to stand, and then we're going to activate. Is this. Listen to this. Ay, ay, ay. Luke 4, verse number 22. All spoke well of Him and were amazed at His gracious words. 
that came from his lips. But they said, is this not Joseph's son? In other words, familiarity caused Israel not to see the, the disciples' prayer come to pass. What was the disciples' prayer? Lord, deliver us from evil. The word evil is the Greek word ponderos, which means poverty and pain. They were familiar with Jesus and Jesus couldn't answer that prayer. Come on, are you there? And so what happened was, the deliverer was among them and yet only a few was delivered. Can you imagine that? The healer is there, yet you don't get it. The miracle worker is there, yet you don't get it. And what I want us to shift tonight is simply this. We have to shift like the man at the pool of Bethesda needed to shift it. Jesus is standing. The miracle worker is present. He asked the man the, the funniest question that I think Jesus could have asked, but he asked it nonetheless. <laughs> he says, what are you doing here? The man answers the Lord, Lord, I've been here for 38 years. And then he says to the Lord this, he says, and I have no one to put me into the pool when the pool is stirred by the angel. In other words, he has an excuse why he's not seeing the supernatural. His excuse is, I don't have a man. Come on, are you there? He says, I don't have somebody that helps me. Jesus says, pick up your comfort, your mat. Pick up that thing that has spoken to you all your life. Stand up and walk. The Bible says he did exactly that and he got raised to life. Eight is three, by the way, is the number of the Trinity. Eight is the number of new beginnings. Jesus caused a new beginning. But we have to understand that the posture of our hearts needs to shift so that Jesus can shift us. Okay. Come on, give Jesus some praise. You know, I've been preaching, I don't know how many meetings this last couple of, uh, from last week's Sunday to this week's Sunday, it's been non-stop. But I can tell you this, I, I am seeing wherever I go, I see, I'm seeing a new hunger amongst God's people. And we have to stir and provoke that hunger. Because if we don't stir and provoke that hunger more and more and more, we are in the danger of missing one of the greatest moves of God. I believe that the 2023 and uh, the next couple of years will be very interesting for us in the world. However, there is, will be a movement of God on the earth. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a spectator. I want to be right there on that wave. I want to be on the front end of God seeing the supernatural. I never want to not content of seeing it. Come on guys, are you there? If you're like me, jump to your feet tonight and say that's me. I want to pray for us and then I want to just trust God for one or two things tonight.